I don't care that other people think that I have a ratty truck. It starts every dang time and I'm building cash flow over here, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm putting in for the long-term win, right? Mm -hmm. I am sacrificing the short-term and and really trading my, um, trading what people think about me for how I am building my own self-esteem in myself by really taking care of my own family. Welcome back to The Donkey and the Bee with your hosts, Brett and Laura Shotkavis, where we talk all things marriage, entrepreneurship, and finances. And today we are talking about a very interesting topic. It's a topic that actually gets me a little fired up, and I think it gets Brett fired up too. So it may get a little intense today, but I think you're going to see a different side of us when we talk about this topic. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, Brett, do you want to introduce what we are speaking about today. Sure. All right. So uh, we're getting into the holiday season here and everyone has been bitching about not having enough money. Mm. And um, so I hear this from different friends, from people we work with um, all the time. And it's like, man, why don't you have your crap together? Like, I don't want to hear you complain about money like you were the victim because I'm looking at the car you have, I'm looking at where you live, I'm looking at your spending habits, and it's like, bro, you are the problem. Like, quit complaining to me, because I don't want to hear about it anymore. And it's not just one person, right? There's a culture Mm -hmm. of this, where people are the victim of their own financial circumstances, where they are outspending themselves every single month, they're saving zero, they're investing zero, and they think it's just the man is out to get them, right? Like, they're oblivious to they are their own worst enemy, And I don't want to hear about it anymore. Quit complaining to me when you need to get your crap together. Mm -hmm. It's the cultural norm nowadays, right? I mean, you flip your TV on, you turn your radio on, you turn on podcasts now that have ads. I mean, there's ads everywhere pushing for you to spend money. And so I think people really aren't aware of it. Most people aren't aware of it. I think we're aware of it. When we watch football on Sundays and we have the commercials on, it's like everyone's pushing to buy the beer or go out and Taco Bell or whatever it is, right? Or go buy the nice jewelry for your loved one this holiday season, Uh right? And so it's that push of, I need this. This is something that I really need. And so it's it's a cultural norm now. And I think people aren't aware. Yeah. So as we have been growing businesses and getting into marketing, it becomes more and more aware to us. And I feel like we have kind of um, had that matrix switch, right? You take take the pill and you see things from a different light. And now we see just sales everywhere we go, right? We're studying marketing, we're studying selling as we are growing our business and marketing. So I think when you have that other side perspective, you just see it everywhere and you see the cause and effect of it. And people don't realize they have blinders on to they are getting sold by big corporate everywhere they go, right? Everyone nowadays has an, an expensive car right? It's $600 a month monthly payment on, on some type of car. They have a thousand dollar phone, right? They're, they're getting their nails done every week or their hair done every week, getting color and cuts and highlights and all that junk. Like what happened to like when we were young and man, you just, you spent money at the grocery store and target. And like, that was about it, right? Like it was way less than what it is now. Yeah. I think, I mean, speaking of being younger, I mean, my first car, it wasn't a nice car. I mean, I got it for my parents, but it was not a new car. Same with you. You had, I mean, he had a car. It was a Honda that would only start if it was like 75 and like 80 degrees outside. <laughs> if right. it was too cold, it wouldn't start. If it was too hot, it wouldn't start. And so I feel like you don't see young people having junky cars anymore. It's 
it's like the social norm that right when you get your license to have like a brand new like Ford Bronco or something like that. And so it's it's such an interesting thing for us to see because we lived, gosh, when we moved out of our parents' house, we lived in apartments that weren't the nicest things in the world. I lived in a two-bedroom apartment with four other girls. I shared the master bedroom with two girls and then two other girls uh, shared the other bedroom. I mean, it was just what we did. We paid $300 a month. And granted, yes, I know times have changed. This was a while ago, but I don't really see young people living in apartments with four other people. Like they get mm -hmm. their brand new luxurious apartment with a nice pool and, you know, the nice gym and all these amenities. And they're paying like $2,200 a month. It's like, why can't you just live with a few other people? Have it be difficult for, you know, a few months, a few years, and then work your way up to something nice like that. Yeah, it's living within your means. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's shifted since you and I were first getting started in our young 20s to now we look at people that are in their young 20s. And there was a circumstance at the gym not that long ago where some person just turned 18. They went and bought on financing this new, and it wasn't a fancy car. It was like a key or something, but it was like $32,000, $35,000. And, you know, their monthly payments, you know, five, 600 bucks plus interest and gas and all that kind of stuff, right? Like, they were making like 700 bucks a month, right? They had some part-time job and the person at the gym was like, oh, that's a great car. Hey, that's very mature of you. You're making a very mature decision to get this like nice, new, safe sedan. And I looked at him like, I didn't say anything. I'm like, what, a, what an idiot, right? Like that's not a mature decision. You just encourage that 18-year-old girl who makes 700 bucks a month to go get like crazy amounts of debt, mm -hmm. right? And like, my first car, I saved up 2,500 bucks and I bought it for cash and it would start half the time, right? Like I had to push it in the shade when it got too hot or else I wasn't going to get to work, right? Like what's wrong with just struggling? What's mm -hmm. wrong with building grit and, and really just having a, that hard time in the beginning of life or, or when you're first getting started financially, right? And I think it builds so much character for us, but you see this entitlement generation and I think it's very much coming back to this like social media aspect of they are comparing all day, every day mm -hmm. to every little thing, right? Their clothes, where they go to hang out, their vacations, their car, everything, right? So they feel pressure on every category of their finances to have more and more and more, mm -hmm. right? Instead of picking one thing that's their thing, right? Like, so there's that one statement. You can have anything you want in this life. You just can't have everything you want. Right. And it's like, okay, if you really are into, you know, your your dream car, right? Like pursue cars as your like little one thing, right? And maybe you don't get your dream car yet, but you get like a stepping stone car. But then everything else you'd be sacrificing on, right? Like before we were first married, I was living with a bunch of roommates and I was literally grocery shopping at the 99 cent store. <laughs> you know that you can get like eggs and bologna and like bread and bananas at cup the 99 noodles, cent store. Yes, noodles, exactly. I lived yeah. on a couple of noodles for those first few years, right? Like, and there's nothing wrong with struggling like that. Mm -hmm. Young people nowadays, they have to, instead of living in an apartment, it has to be a luxury apartment now, right? And it's like, it has the fancy gym and the pool and it's like the Vegas scene at the pool and these apartment places that they're building now. It's like that's two grand a month, right? For like a two bedroom apartment. Man, I was spending like 350 bucks a month sharing a master bedroom with two other dudes, right? And like mm -hmm. I was living inside of my means. I was just getting started. I was barely making any money, but I was living within my means and I didn't care what other people thought, right? I was doing it on my own. I was not building up debt and I wasn't on my parents, you know, bills. They weren't covering me. Right. And it built so much confidence in me knowing that I am now self-sufficient 
And it built so much grit in me that literally like I knew that I could make this work. I was only making like a thousand bucks or a month or something like that when I was 20 years old. But nonetheless, I was still covering all my own bills. I think they were like $850. I had like 150 bucks for gas and food. So this is going to come off a little countercultural. But I think my biggest pet peeve is when I hear people complain about not having enough money. And you know, the first thing that I look at, if you're a woman, and Brett knows the answer to this already, I look at your nails. If you have nails done that look super good and they have the fake nails and they have all little jewels on them and all that stuff like that, I know that's at least 60 bucks. And I know you probably go back every other week or so to get them filled or to get them changed or whatever, maybe, right? If you have your nails done and you're complaining to me about money, there's like a fire inside of me that just gets ignited. And I'm pretty good about withholding it now, but I think as I get older, the filter's going to kind of come off and I'm not going to say something, but it's the nails, right? It's the Starbucks. You come in with your nails done and a Starbucks every day and you're complaining about money. Oh my gosh, that's that's the topper. Or if you have your nails done, you have a Starbucks and you have a nice car coming in uh-huh. and top that off. You know what it is? Holiday decorations. If you're outside is decorated for every holiday and you're going to Home Depot and you're spending $350 to $500 on those huge blow-up ghosts and the huge blow-up Santas that you're putting in front of your yard, that's so much money. I don't care if you can reuse it every day. You're probably replacing it every three years. So these little things, I think people aren't even aware of them. Or purchasing a a, a cat or a dog that's like $3,000 and you complain about money. Sorry, no, it's not okay. I think people aren't aware of their spending habits And they're not aware that they're complaining about their money to people who are aware that they shouldn't be spending money on those things. So it's just a super big frustration for me. It literally drives me crazy. Brett knows it. I always tell him like, oh my gosh, this girl can't be complaining about money. She had the nicest nails and like all these things. And so I get it. There's maybe that, maybe that it's your one thing. Your one vice is you spend money on nails and everything else you don't. And so that's great. That's fine. But for the most part, it's majority women who just can't or aren't self-aware enough to realize that they have a spending problem. Yeah. So for dudes, right? I see the same thing, but it's their truck. Okay. We're here in Texas. Everyone's got a big truck, right? So I have a, I have a truck. And so I can relate to this because I'll see these guys and they come in and they're, they're complaining about not having enough money. And it's like, bro, you just bought like an Mm $80,000 truck. Like what's your payment on that? Like 1200 bucks a month. Like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. And uh, Okay, my truck, so I have an 07 Tundra, and yep. it is so beat up on it the outside. so ghetto. Yeah. It starts every single time, and it has the eight-foot bed, and I love this truck, and I will never sell this truck because, again, to replace a truck, especially one of these big old trucks like that, it's almost 100 grand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, this is now my work truck, but up to maybe about a year ago, that was my primary driving vehicle, mm-hmm. and I had a bunch of dudes come up to me like, Brett, like... You need, you need to upgrade your truck. Mm-hmm. Like it's looking pretty bad. Yeah. Like you, you know, you're doing well off. You're making good money. You should buy a new truck. And I look at him like, why? Mm-hmm. Like it starts every single time. Like you, you realize that you are spending your money on buying new trucks. You know that I am buying real estate all the time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like I don't need a truck because I don't care what you think about me. Mm-hmm. I don't care that other people think that I have a ratty truck. It starts every dang time and I'm building cash flow over here, right? Mm-hmm. Like I am putting in for the long-term win, right? Mm-hmm. I am sacrificing the short term and and really trading my um trading what people think about me for 
how I am building my own self-esteem in myself by really taking care of my own family. Mm-hmm. You're preparing for your future self. I think people aren't thinking future. They're thinking current now. I want the the most satisfaction in the now. It's like the, I'm hungry. I'm popping that thing in the microwave and it's ready in 30 seconds. Not that I'm going to take all day and create this beautiful meal and it's going to be amazing. Uh, I think people only want the satisfaction now. They want the easy button. Everything needs to be easy. Everything needs to be fantastic. And they're not, they're not thinking about their family because if you're not thinking about your future, if you have kids, it's hurting your kids. And so I think people need to to realize that and be aware of their spending and aware that you're hurting your family if you're not taking the action toward these things. Yeah. And you mean you're hurting your, your kids because you're not taking care of yourself. You're not stacking away for mm-hmm. retirement. You're not preparing for end of life if you get dementia or what happens when you have um, really when you turn 85 mm-hmm. and your expenses now are you know $10,000 a month. Exactly. If you have to get sick or go into you know memory care. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. And I think people want to choose the easy route. And so there's there's a, a statement that we have been talking about a lot lately. It's choose your hard. And so there's actually something I want to read. I had a friend send this to me the other day and I thought it was fantastic and it was right on. Marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Communication is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard, but we can choose our hard. Pick wisely. I think people don't see it as that. They see it as, oh, going to the gym is hard, so I'm not going to go. Or not spending money on that new outfit. Oh, that's too hard. I'm just going to buy it. They're, it's the easy way out. And so I think most people aren't thinking that the, both of those choices are hard. They're thinking one is easy and the other is hard when they actually are both hard. You just choose which one you want to go down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the other side of that is it's the reward. It's, oh, I've worked five days this week, right? Like I need a reward. Let me get that new outfit, mm. right? But it's the short-term reward instead mm-hmm. of saying, what about the long-term reward? So I think the hard and the reward, right? It's it's the opposite side of the same coin. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to save for that bigger goal, but perhaps people haven't set aside or taken the, the time to say, here are my big goals in this life, right? Here's what I want for my family. Here's how I want to retire. Here's the path that I have for financial freedom. And if you don't have an actual path or goals for these things that seem realistic and attainable, then you're going to choose the easy hard, right? The mm-hmm. quick hard. Yeah. Meaning like you're going to take that instantaneous reward instead mm-hmm. of stacking your chips, investing in yourself and moving towards that longer goal, that long-term hard that he is the huge reward, the huge payoff. Mm-hmm. So I think that it really comes back to like preparing yourself, investing in yourself so that you can sacrifice in the short term because really this life is all about what can I sacrifice for now in the short term, in the medium term, because the long term is really where you get that compound interest effect and you have that snowball roll out where really you have the biggest equity play, so to speak, 
whether it's financial or whether it's in your your physical body or in relationships, right? You need that long-term growth to be able to really kind of accelerate these things and get fantastic rewards. Mm -hmm. And people need to identify what is important to them because there's things that are like on the short term important to you. That's I recognize that. But there's also things that people need to identify on the long term. Here's my big goals, right? Here's my why that I'm pushing towards. Because once you have all these things that you can spend money on every single day, five, ten different things, little things, sometimes five bucks, sometimes a hundred bucks, you have to have a big enough reason to say, no, I'm not going to spend money on that, 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 right? Like nine, ten, nine out of ten times, like I'm not going to spend money on that mm-hmm. because this big thing over here, mm-hmm. right? And I think you should have that one thing. Here's my one thing that is like my little reward, right? This is the thing that's really important to me, right? Whether it's eating out or whether it's the the expensive gym membership or something like that, right? Like have your one thing, but everything else you should identify as this is in my wants category and my bigger goal is more important than these short-term wants. Mm-hmm. So there's a practice that we utilize with our daughters, the want versus need. And we actually utilize this with ourselves as well. It's the rephrasing statements of I need this and understanding and recognizing that it's a want. So mm-hmm. for example, our daughters, our, our oldest daughter, she'll say, I really need uh, a new pair of jeans. And yes, that's kind of a, a, it's an okay thing to ask for, but when she has 10 pairs already, you don't necessarily need it. You just want it. And so whenever she says that, I say, wait, can you say that again? And she'll know, she knows because we ask it quite often. And so she'll rephrase it of, hey, mom, I really want a new pair of jeans. And I know that sounds really silly to have our daughters and ourselves do do this little example, but it's important to almost like reframe it in your mind. You're, you're tricking your mind into understanding that you don't need it. It is just a want. And I think it's super important to understand that and to recognize it within yourself. Because I used to say that all the time, I need this, I need this when it's actually a want. Because when you really look at your life, there's very few things you need, right? Mm-hmm. It's like shelter, clothing, food, water, and love. I'm sure we need love. Um, but very few things we need. It's majority of the things we want in life. So recognizing that and teaching yourself that it's just a want versus a need, I think is super important. Well, wrapping all this up, I think there's maybe three or four things I want to make clear. The first one is choose your heart. Replay that. If you need to save it on your screensaver and your phone, so every time you open it, you'll see it because you will be choosing your heart every day. Choose wisely. Secondly, don't care what other people think. I know everyone talks about this, but I honestly think this is the reason why there's such a big problem with the spending culture is because we see everyone on social media going on these flashy uh, trips in these fancy cars with a super hot guy or girl and just living the perfect life. It's not real. Don't care what people think. We drive the crappy car that has rust on it. Okay. And we, I, I sometimes care what people think, but I know it's for my future self. This is why we're not selling it. Okay. Uh, thirdly, live below your means. Okay. There might be one thing that you spend a lot of money on and, and that's okay. I mean, we, we spend a good amount on gym memberships. That's something that we really enjoy. And it is for our future self, the reason why we are spending the money on this. So if there's one thing, choose your vice, pick that, right? But live below your means in other aspects of your life. And lastly, have a big why. 
identify those specific goals that you can attain and reach in a long span, right? It's not something that you're going to reach within, you know, a day or two. It's something that's kind of out of your sight, right? Uh, have those big goals, write them down, talk to them with your spouse, talk to them with your friends. And you may get hate and you may get people who laugh at you, but you know what? That's a good sign. That's a, a tell telling that you are actually having a goal that's going to be really hard to attain. But if you actually set your mind to it and, and strive toward that daily, you'll get there. You will fall many times, but get back up and keep going. So write down those big goals, get after them, choose your hard, live below your means, and don't give a crap about what other people think about you. That's it. That's good advice right there. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us on The Donkey and the Bee. We will see you next time. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we will catch you next round. See you then.